Hey there, everyone. Before we start the show, we here at Popcorn for Dinner want to give a big shout out to our good friend and illustrator Kyle Kedzik for helping us celebrate making it to 40 episodes with some uh, brand new custom artwork, which is now up on all of our social media accounts. We love it. We hope you love it. And if you're looking for some new custom artwork for your business or project, you can look him up on Facebook at Kyle Kedzik or even drop him a line at kylekedzik at gmail.com. That's K-Y-L-E-K-E-D-Z-U-C-H at gmail.com. This is Jeff and Kelly. We are continuing on with uh, True Crime Movie Month. Mm-hmm. This is week three, and uh, as I believe we promised in the first episode, more know, murder, more murder. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Started with murder, mm-hmm. moved on to uh, assault, yeah, conspiracy, that sort of thing. A little bit of both, and then coming back to murder mm-hmm. this week. So, among other things, among other things as well. Yeah, but mainly the murder. Mostly the murder. Uh, the movie this week is, and I have to look at it to read it because fucking fuck this, mm-hmm. Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. The Netflix Ted Bundy uh, sort of biopic mm-hmm. starring Zac Efron, yes. which it seemed to throw a lot more people out in the world like, oh my God, really? And to mm-hmm. me, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, like that's mm-hmm. that's that's sort of who he was. He was that kind of pretty boy-esque kind of guy so it's like i can understand casting him and especially having seen him you know they're not great movies but he was (laughs) really funny in those neighbors movies Mm -hmm. you know like he showed that he has more to him than just like i'm just a good looking guy it's like no he's got acting chops he's got timing he's got all that kind of stuff he's more than high school musical and charlie st cloud exactly (laughs) so it it, it seemed to make sense to me when i heard that and it's like oh yeah and he even kind of looks like him yeah. Uh, obviously he's way more handsome. Mm-hmm. Like Ted Bundy was just kind of like normal person handsome. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not repelled by that guy. Yeah. But <laughs> but you know, obviously Zach Efron is Zach Efron. So Yeah, he's actor handsome. His girlfriend slash fiance Liz mm-hmm. was Lily Collins, I believe her name is. Yes. Yeah, she's uh Phil Collins' daughter. Okay. Which it's like, okay nepotism and all that (laughs) you know not to say that she was like horrible or anything but it's just like okay i see i I get it yeah i feel like i may have seen her i I was i was looking and i believe she played sandra bullock's daughter in the blind side that's it yes yes she does Mm -hmm. that's what it's from yeah she plays like i said liz I believe Elizabeth is the real first name of the woman, but the mm-hmm. last name they give in the movie is like a pseudonym okay. for her. But it's her book that this movie is technically based on. Okay. Uh, let me see. Title. The Phantom Prince, My Life with Ted Bundy. So that that's the book that this movie is essentially based on. Okay. Um, personally, I feel like I would have had a better time with this movie if it had kept that title. Uh, Because I'll definitely get into why I felt like the title was a huge bait and switch. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But 
uh, even beyond just the, the Zac Efron casting and everything, this movie is secretly stacked. I had no idea. Me neither. Rolling into it, I was just like, all right, this is, you know, it's Netflix. They'll get, they'll have Zac Efron and, you know, and then this Lily Collins, you know, it's not like she's gigantic. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, and then her, and then, you know, we'll, we'll see some random character actors and stuff. And it's like, Jim Parsons? Mm-hmm. John Malkovich? <laughs> I was so excited to see Malkovich. I was so happy he was playing the judge. I think he did a fantastic oh, job. Oh, absolutely. And I just, I am always thrilled to see Malkovich come up on screen. I didn't see his name in the opening credits or anything. I didn't, Yeah. I don't know if they didn't list him or if I just fucking missed it or if there were opening credits. I don't even know, dude. Yeah, I don't even, <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. But I, oh, I so enjoyed, glad. I enjoyed the uh, surprise appearance of Haley Jalasma. Right. I was like, my, my first note about it was, is that? Mm-hmm. And then they show him because that first scene with him when they're like eating lunch, uh-huh. they don't really show him head on yeah he's kind of more in profile yeah so I was yeah. like, is that him <laughs> and then they when they finally showed him i was like oh my god it is oh That's yeah so great i have been super stoked about seeing him ever since he, he popped up in tusk mm-hmm. like seeing him as like oh my god yes you've become <laughs> the character actor you know what i mean like it, it, it finally <laughs> it seems sort of rare that like a child actor will grow up and be a leading man or woman mm-hmm. actor. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it, it, do, it just doesn't translate for whatever reason. I think the closest one is probably like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. You know, where it's like he was an adorable, precocious <laughs> little kid. And then he grew up and he's like, oh, pretty handsome man. All right there. Yeah. But then you get ones like Jackie Earl Haley, who was a kid in the Bad News Bears back in the 70s. And then mm-hmm. he grows up and he plays Rorschach on The Watchmen <laughs> and uh, fucking Freddy Krueger in the mm-hmm. remake and shit. And it's just like, this dude's fucking crazy and everything. And it's like, yeah, child actor. It turned into a character actor. Yeah. So I was super stoked to see him again in this. Yes. And just like, I will watch, not, not I will watch anything with him in it, but if he's in it, I will very gladly watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Was that the same thing? Said twice. (laughs) I just phrased it slightly differently. Yeah. You won't do this thing, but you will do that thing. I will do the exact same thing. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, he was great. Um, Again, Jim Parsons, Mm -hmm. him rolling up. I did look at some some, like reaction threads to this movie when it had first come out. Mm -hmm. Because it was a while ago now. I don't remember exactly when. Uh, And people, I don't understand it, man. I, I feel like people get an idea in their head and then they cannot let it go. No matter how much reality is the opposite <laughs> of that uh, because people were complaining that he was too much like Sheldon. Wait. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? He has a sort of Southern accent because for one, the character's from Florida mm-hmm. and two, that's his fucking accent. That's how he speaks. Yeah. You can't like, beat that out of him or something. And, yeah. like, and in what way were any of his mannerisms like Sheldon? He was because he's a person who can stand on his legs because mm-hmm, he's smart. Could, yeah. He, he's an intelligent character and he is a human man mm-hmm. who exists. Therefore, he's Sheldon. Yeah. So what? stupid. He was he was good. He wasn't anything revelatory. Mm-hmm. I felt like the movie robbed him of the moment that should have been his moment. And we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. But I thought he was perfectly good. And yeah. I was like psyched to see him show up. It's like, yeah. I don't love the Big Bang Theory or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find several of the people on it to be fairly charming. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even if the material isn't great that they're doing, it's just sort of fun to watch them play around and everything mm-hmm. every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but I've oh, I've never had a problem with Jim Parsons as much as I maybe had a problem with the character of Sheldon from time to time mm-hmm. and the weird like and the, the young Sheldon, the obsession that became with his character that just got really yeah. fucking weird. It's like at first he was just kind of 
silly and funny. Mm-hmm. And then it got weird. Yeah. Uh, but I've I've always liked him. I mean, when he showed up in Muppets, I lost a, it as the human version <laughs> of Walter. I don't think I could have laughed harder at, <laughs> at a reveal of who it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I, I don't even know if my brain even like registered that it was like, oh, it's going to be someone and mm-hmm. that's going to be a joke. It was just like, oh, and here's going to be the human version. And then it's Jim Parsons. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so fucking good. Um, so the cast, again, secretly stacked. Did yeah. not see it. James Hetfield from Metallica was in this movie. I went onto YouTube to watch the scene again to like see him. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, that was James Hetfield. Had no clue until the end credits. I was like, wait a minute, what? Who was that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that shit was was wonderful. <laughs> and overall, um, my sort of main issue with the movie, it's like Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy is not nobody. You right. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that is even if you don't know much, you know the name Ted Bundy. Like Ted mm-hmm. Ted Bundy. It's fucking. It's America. It's our culture. You know who fucking Ted Bundy is at least a little bit. What did yeah. you know beforehand? I knew that he murdered a bunch of women, mm-hmm. and probably would have guessed like early eighties if I was like asked. But mm-hmm. I I didn't know for sure like you know, when the murders started or how long they went or where they happened really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, could not have told you like when he was executed, how mm-hmm. I just knew that he was dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, as for as much of a like serial killer guy as I am, or it's like, I, I like to read up on that sort of stuff. It's, it's weird, but I do. Mm-hmm. Um, Ted Bundy never really, grab my attention too much like i've never read a book on him or really done any deep dives into it the most that i knew i knew that he got captured and escaped a couple of times like that <laughs> that, that was sort of one of the big things with him mm-hmm. it was like it wasn't like he was free he was free he was free they caught him they killed him it was over it was like they kind of caught him and then didn't and then they had him and he left and all you know i, yeah. I knew of that and i knew that he killed a bunch of people and that was kind of the most for me as well. It's like, oh, and he was the handsome guy, and I and I yeah. had that connection between uh, Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs okay. and him, the whole like getting people to mm-hmm. help him and then capturing them kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like I knew that that was part of his like thing, mm-hmm. but that was kind of it. However, both of us, <laughs> despite not knowing much, both know he fucking killed people. Yeah. And this movie is is played as though you don't. It was so weird. That was weird. One of my notes was, does he think that if he keeps saying that he's innocent, that it'll be true? Like, we know all these years later Mm -hmm. that he's not innocent. Right. Like, obviously, he knew at the time that he wasn't innocent. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to put into words. It's not like I hated the movie because of it. It It was like, I felt that this movie would have been almost perfect if this was a fictional story. Mm-hmm. And you don't know until that last moment when he, you know, <laughs> reveals to her that he indeed has done these things. Mm-hmm. Then maybe it would have really like I think it would have fucking nailed it. Oh, yeah. With his performance and how adamant he is and, you know, talking about how circumstantial a bunch of the evidence is, you know, like the movie kind of makes a good argument. Yeah. That he might have been, you know, the subject of, uh, you know, like a false incarceration and, mm-hmm. and, and conviction and all that kind of stuff. Problem is, we know he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> we absolutely know that he wasn't. From the, the start. 
no avoiding that knowledge. Yeah. And it's, again, you know, looking at it based on that book by that woman, mm-hmm. the story, like, it makes sense. I get it. It's mm-hmm. not like I'm like, these guys are fucking idiots. Like, I get that you're, you took that story where to her, of course, she couldn't really know. Yeah. And, you know, that that guilt that she carries with her and all that. Yeah. Even as she, he, she wanted so hard to believe that he was innocent. Yeah, yeah. Those scenes, I feel like, would have played a whole lot better if the audience was in her shoes, mm-hmm. where they didn't know and they were torn. But the fact that you do, like, I just, I wanted to fucking scream at her the whole movie <laughs> because you know it's like, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. Oh, my yeah. God. Stop taking his calls. Stop listening to him. He's a murderer. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, I, I just, I wanted to scream it at her because you know, like, yeah. one, like 1,000% you know. It's not even like this is a famous case of... We're not actually sure if the guy they caught really did it. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's full on hundred percent. He confessed the fuck out of it yeah. in the like three days before he died. Mm-hmm. He was just like, oh no, yeah. All of this, probably dozens and dozens more you guys don't even know about. Mm-hmm. So, so many. <laughs> like yeah. he's just he 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 gave it all up. So there's absolutely no chance to be on her side. Like and on her side, definitely of like oh my God, you need to be protected and you need to get out of this and mm-hmm. I fear for you and I also feel for you. But just when you're not in the same boat as her, mm-hmm. when you know for a fact <laughs> that he has done these things, you're just yeah. like, this is not, it's it's not a gripping watch anymore. I'm just sort of like, get to the part where you find out the truth yeah. <laughs> because I know it's coming. Mm-hmm. And making it the very end of the movie makes for an awesome little sequence. Yeah. Again, if it was fictional and you didn't know, and that actually came as a twist, because I wrote that into my notes. I was like, is this is this movie really playing this part as a twist? <laughs> that he's a murderer? It's Ted Bundy. Yeah. What are you doing, movie? <laughs> like, who is this for who doesn't know about Ted Bundy? It's the European audience. <laughs> I guess, man. <laughs> it, was, it, it was just, it was so, so frustrating in that sense. Mm-hmm. And then there were, also little bits and things about just the way that they went about the story you know the parts with him and her and and their interactions even when you know he's in florida and she hasn't come down yet to see him or you know that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. i understand that stuff being a part of the story because it's a part of her story right um but then it sort of just keeps getting sidetracked on all this other stuff that doesn't have anything to do with her and i was like if you're gonna go that far you know what i mean like then then go the whole way and they don't yeah like him escaping from prison like they show him sort of coming up with the plan and you know the the showers go on so the noise is happening so he can saw through the roof mm-hmm. and they show him saw through the fucking roof and pop the thing up and climb up into the crawl space and the next thing you know there's just the news that says like he escaped yeah like- <laughs> and then the next scene is him getting pulled over again and captured it's like why? Why are you not showing how this like that's that's freaking interesting? Mm-hmm. It's like he escaped from jail. Yeah. Like that's not an easy thing to do. And reading about it, the plan that he comes up with is so like just it's cunning and and wonderful. If it wasn't Ted Bundy escaping yeah. from prison, <laughs> if it was anything else that had like a good ending to it, yeah, it would be amazing to to think about because it was like it was around Christmas time. And the nonviolent offenders were all like furloughed with their families during the holidays. So it was a skeleton crew in the actual jail. And he he did like a bunch of test runs where he would go up into the roof 
like into the ceiling mm-hmm. crawl space and crawl around during the night and find out where he needed to go and then come back and do it over and over to like lay out where everything was. Mm-hmm. And then the night that the like warden was out with his wife, he broke in through the warden's roof, like the, the roof of his room, went into it, stole his clothes, walked out. Oh. It's amazing. It's a fucking awesome story. That is amazing. How do you just fucking gloss over it? Yeah. And in the movie, it didn't bother me. It's not like while I was sitting there, I was stewing about like that cool story could have happened. <laughs> but I was really, I just, I wrote like, what happened? Yeah. I just how had did, a question. Like, how did he get from point A to point B? Yeah. Like, like I, 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 at I get, least a little bit. We don't need to see like the whole drive down to Florida. Yeah. And we don't need to see a hundred test runs of him crawling through the ceilings or anything like mm-hmm. that. But it's just like a little bit more. Like I couldn't believe the spots they decided to be like, oh, you know what? We got to get. We got to keep going. Yeah. We're going to cut this part short. Like the prison escape. Yeah. Like, yeah, sorry. We don't have time for that. <laughs> we don't have time for the rest of the investigations that I thought were going to come into play a lot harder. Mm-hmm. As soon as that first cop showed up, who was like, I'm from Colorado. There's yeah. a whole bunch of cases we've been working on. It fits. And I was like, oh, fuck. Are we finally going to go into the detective world and the mm-hmm. like piecing together of all these different cases together? No, That's you're not going to get story I want to see. Exactly. And I feel um, not necessarily elitist, <laughs> but it's it's one of those really tough things. Like, in my opinion, I don't think it gets better. And I haven't seen all of them. I don't think it gets better for like a true crime serial killer movie than Zodiac. I think Zodiac is fucking perfect. Yeah. And the way it decides to talk about certain things and the way that it shows everything like it doesn't it, it it doesn't give a shit that it's three hours long you know what i mean <laughs> it's like you need to tell a story yeah the fuck you want you want me to cut it down and not show this shit no we're not doing it that way yeah. you're seeing everything and it shows how all these investigations come together and it's this just wonderful tapestry that all weaves down to that final moment of like i don't know we might uh we might know who it was but he's dead you know like that yeah. sort of anticlimactic but at the same time like everything coming together just feels so good that you kind of don't care that they didn't catch him. Mm-hmm. At least like they kind of they got as close as they could. Yeah. And they're pretty sure, but they couldn't. Uh. And then this <laughs> that that's what I was waiting for in this movie was like, oh, shit, because I didn't know that that's sort of how he got sort of caught up. Where it was like he he went off and he fucking killed people, mm-hmm. specifically like college girls all around the, the sort of Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. And all of them were just being treated as separate things like oh yeah there's one up in here and there's one down here and there's one over here and that and then finally just little things started coming together that sort of made someone think like this all might be one guy yeah or one group or one mm-hmm. specific suspect and to, to then have it all come together on him especially with her calling him in yeah. to the police like where was all of that where was her like getting this feeling that he's a monster because mm-hmm. the first like 20 minutes it's like he's fucking mr mom yeah <laughs> he's cooking breakfast and he's the sweetest and he's the greatest and all that and he's playing with the kids and shit which was pretty chilling yeah knowing who he is yeah like, and oh, that, uh, and no, that, that no. made it a little weird too in terms of like how the movie wants to play it mm-hmm. it's like the only way that's that's icky is if you know who Ted Bundy is. Mm-hmm. But if you know who Ted Bundy is, then the whole rest of this movie is kind of point like it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't play the way that they kind of seem to want to. I don't know. Yeah. I think going back to what you had said about the title of her book. Uh-huh. Like I definitely think 
the movie would have played a little bit better, even knowing who Ted Bundy is in a general sense, mm-hmm. if it had had that sort of title to it. Yeah, where where you know that the story you're getting is about his like fake life mm-hmm. as this family man who loves her and blah 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 and all that, and they're gonna start a family and get a house and all that shit. Right, and more from like her point of view, sort of like mm-hmm. her telling of what he was like in her view of the the whole scenario. Yeah, and especially all the stuff that leads up to her calling him in. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, like. All those, you know, the fucking nights and weeks and whatever that he's away when he goes off to these other places to do these things. Yeah. You know, like I, I I haven't looked that deeply into it to know like what his excuses were or what he was doing. You know, like, oh, I'm going down to this town for a week because I got to do a blah, 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 blah. And he goes and he fucking kills some people. And he probably had to actually do whatever he said he's doing. He just mm-hmm. also decided that he wanted to kill people while he was there. Yeah. Dude just could not stop killing. Apparently. That was a huge thing with me. I couldn't believe that. Like yeah. when he fucking he escapes from jail and goes to Florida and is living in Florida and just starts murdering again. And it's like, dude, you're out. Yeah, just I stop. Doubt, I doubt they're going to look for you in Florida. Like, I mean, not... maybe you're on like the FBI's most wanted list. So yeah, grow a beard yeah. <laughs> or like just a mustache or shave your head or do something like yeah. just fucking you've you have made it and clearly like one of the things he was like super proud of was how like smart he was and mm-hmm. all that kind of shit it's like okay then then take the win dude like if you're sitting yeah. there like oh man i killed all these people and i actually got arrested and i actually got convicted uh and then i got moved to a whole nother jail and then i escaped from that jail take the win yeah <laughs> don't fucking test it again Mexico. Even just Florida. Just keep your <laughs> fucking nose clean. Don't go murdering people. Yeah. That was his whole thing. Is like he just could not stop murdering. <laughs> but agreed. Like if it had if it had been more about her story, if it had kept the sort of title of her book, Phantom Prince, you know that sort mm-hmm. of thing, or at least something like it. I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but yeah, you know, it's, it's something similar. Uh, and and to really play that part of the story. More so than, you know, the, 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 the courtroom shenanigans were all, you know, very documented, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. And like widely known for his case. It's sort of one of the things he's probably more famous for is the fact that like he like ar- <laughs> argued against his own, you know, incarceration on television. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, was like a charming guide for the cameras and that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I mean, I get you can't necessarily just cut it out or whatever Uh, especially when their storyline does kind of overlap in that way where you know he's in jail arrested for this shit Mm -hmm. but technically they're still together and they call and sometimes visit and stuff so you know there's no way to fully excise the like courtroom shenanigans yeah and not that i would necessarily want to malkovich i mean (laughs) you know um but there was like nothing from her in terms of actual suspicion yeah. You know, and it felt like it was maybe built that way so that her reveal that she called him in, like she called his name into the witness list or whatever the hell that was going on, mm-hmm. like came as like a shocker later in the movie. I think that's just a cheap way to do it. Yeah. It's just it's to like hold off on showing how suspicious she was until the end of the movie, just mm-hmm. so that you go like, oh, but that's that's the whole story. Yeah. It's that she's married to this guy who is fucking engaged. Engaged, yeah. Who's murdering people 
Mm-hmm. And she just like obviously she wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Like, why would she? He's he's the greatest. He's so nice. He's the love of her life. Mm-hmm. You know, th- they showed them kind of falling in love. Yeah. And then they just showed him like getting arrested and everything falling apart. I, I guess what I'm saying is that her guilt would have hit a lot harder if we sort of saw why she made that decision and knew about it from the start. Yeah. If we knew that she had called him in from the start, then all those moments where he just like professes and professes his innocence to her mm-hmm. would like hit that much harder. Yeah. Because we know she put him there. Mm-hmm. So if there's maybe that little chance that he's innocent, mm-hmm. then we can feel that guilt with her throughout the whole movie. But the way they do it is that you see all this stuff happen. You're kind of like, okay, she's, she's sad. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all it seems like. It seems like she's sad. Yeah. And then right before the end, we find out she called him in. And it's like, oh, all that guilt she must feel. And then <laughs> he releases her of that guilt mm-hmm. by, bas- you know, right there within the span of like maybe 10, 15 minutes of movie. Yeah. So there's a very short period of time where you kind of realize like, oh, that's what she's been feeling this whole time. Yeah. I wish I would have known that in the moment. <laughs> so I could have felt it with her <laughs> instead of sitting there being like, cheer up yeah i don't know what's wrong (laughs) put the vodka down (laughs) yeah really like not knowing that it's the guilt that's eating her up yeah is it really changes my view of her and it's like you know you can make an argument that that sort of thing is a good thing because it makes a movie more rewatchable Mm -hmm. but in this sense it's like well on my first view i was a little confused and irritated (laughs) (laughs) so it it, it, like i don't think it's worth it to be like oh but if you watch it again yeah then you get it it's like, oh, well, that sucks. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> Just going back to something that you were talking about earlier, but one mm. of my early notes was, okay, so at this point, you know the cops are suspicious of you, so just stop. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, that's when, when he was first arrested by James Hetfield. I was like, all right, so you you know the mm. cops are suspicious of you for some sort of criminal activity, like severe criminal activity. Mm-hmm. Like, just just stop. Yeah, really. Don't make it worse. Yeah, the way that it kind of showed things, too. So, I mean, similar to, to revealing what she did mm-hmm. um, is the fact that he gets pulled over. James Hetfield takes him <laughs> in. They, like, show off all the shit they found in his car. Mm-hmm. You know, like, rope and tape and this and that and garbage bags and all that. Yeah. And then he asks him, like, have you ever been to the town of whatever... So you know, like, oh, there's more that they're kind of talking to him about. Mm-hmm. You wonder what that is. And then the next scene, he's back home. Yeah. You know, he, he just waltzes in the door and he's like, oh, hey, there you are. And he walks over to her and then she slaps him in the face. Mm-hmm. And she shows him the paper that has his picture and it says, like, Seattle law student arrested in Utah or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, why the fuck would him being pulled over for, for hitting or for missing red lights Stop signs. Yeah, sorry. Stop signs. Be enough to make the paper in Seattle. Like, in you know, like, what the heck? And then they reveal that it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, mm-hmm. I'm being charged with aggravated kidnapping and, yeah. you know, and all this other shit. And it was yeah. like, oh, wh- I would have liked to have seen them do that to him. Mm-hmm. Like, I would like to have seen them actually charge him with something. Yeah. And then so they I show knew- a little flashback of him finding out his bail. Yeah, 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 and- yeah, yeah. Movie was all over the place in terms of cutting back and forth in time and across spaces, like from one side of the country to the other, like in the middle of a scene Mm -hmm. and stuff. I wasn't a huge fan of it. 
like right out of the for one of the first things I just wrote this back and forth is interesting because <laughs> you know it starts and she walks into the jail and she sits down to talk to him mm-hmm. and says something along the lines of like you remember the night we first met and then it cuts back to you know the night they first met mm-hmm. and i was expecting it to just roll from there like okay here we go yeah and then in the midst of the scene it keeps cutting back to them talking <laughs> at the jail mm-hmm. i was like oh whoa 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 movie let can you just whoa let's slow this down for yeah. a second because it was cutting like seemed like every like three or four seconds and i was just like man get find out where you are movie and then just sit there for a second yeah, and let me get a, my bearings take a time yeah <laughs> pick a time pick a place jesus christ uh because then late, there was this one scene i forget what he was doing but the the scene with her and uh Haley joel osmond at lunch mm-hmm. and they're sitting and talking and it keeps cross-cutting with ted but i forget what he was doing i think he was i think he was just in jail maybe yeah maybe calling maybe he was doing the escape or something like that i don't know he he was doing some shit they were sitting there did not seem to have any relevance to each other at all yeah and the movie just decided to keep cross-cutting between them super fast i'm just like what what where what is you why why (laughs) why movie yeah there are a lot of whys (laughs) um something that you mentioned earlier is adamant denial all the time that you know, mm-hmm. any of this is anything, you know, like, oh, you know, they got the wrong guy. They got the wrong thing. They got this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know that he's lying. Right. Just watching the movie. You're just like, okay, he's full of shit. Uh, and then, like, when he gets back and he's, I think they're out to eat somewhere. Maybe they're at a bar. I forget where they are. Him and Liz. Mm-hmm. And he's explaining to her about how he feels like he's been getting set up. You know, like things, you know, it's weird, you know, Mm -hmm. the way that this happened and this happened, you know, I feel like I'm being set up and, and there's that car that he points at Mm -hmm. that's like sitting idling somewhere nearby. Yeah. He's like, that car, that car has been following me since I got back. Like something's going on. And I was like, what a sneaky asshole. Like, I, you know, it, to me, I, I thought it was like he's clearly laying these seeds to her mm-hmm. so that she doesn't buy anything that any of the cops or anyone says to her. Yeah. And is even going so far as to basically just like pointing out this random car on the street to make it a part of the story and make it real to her. Like mm-hmm. that car right there. That one's been following me. And I was like, he's so obviously full of shit. Yeah. To me, the viewer. <laughs> but I was like, that's brilliant. And then a few scenes later, he gets kicked out of the library. And that car is out there. Mm-hmm. And then it drives away. And he's like, who are you? And I was like, oh, wait, he's not full of shit about the car? Oh. I'm I'm assuming it must have been the detective from Colorado. Yeah. That That's was, my guess. That was my assumption, too. Yeah. But I was really hoping that he was bullshitting her completely. Like, I mm-hmm. thought that was so, like, sadistic of just like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to fucking make up something on a whim to ease your mind. And make this all not seem real to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wait, hold on. The car's real. That, that <laughs> what is going true. on? Yeah, like, <laughs> wait a minute. But yeah, I assume it was a detective. Yeah. Like, but how did he expect not to get caught by starting his killings again in Salt Lake City? Yeah. Uh, same with Florida. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I guess compulsion, you know, part of his psychosis or whatever the fuck was wrong with him, mm-hmm. you know, where he just like couldn't help it. He just had to do it or whatever. Yeah. But it's still, it's like showing him so competent and, you know, and seemingly like on the ball throughout the movie, uh, you know, talking to her and being, you know, it's like, oh, I'm being set up and I'm clearly in total control of all my faculties. You know, he doesn't seem insane yeah. at all or even like kind of off. He's just like a guy. Which just makes Ted Bundy 
so much scarier. Yeah, but like but that, as as a person. No, no, no. I know that's what I mean though. Is like the real Ted Bundy mm-hmm. was still like obviously kind of a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Like he was very isolated, and he didn't make friends that like he didn't make long term friends. You know, he was just he was an odd guy. And showing him so in control of everything and seemingly in control of everything, you know, knowing that he killed people, it was just like, so you're smart enough to get out of this shit one day. Mm-hmm. And then the next day you're like, but I sure could go for some killing. Yeah. I better do that. Like, you just got out of it. <laughs> but I need to bludgeon. Yeah. Oh, and the bludgeoning might have been my biggest pet peeve with this movie. Was the lack of bludgeoning. The lack of bludgeoning promised by the title. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, the the actual words from the title were a part of the judge's, like, final summation of the case. Yeah. You know, like, the crimes you committed were uh, extremely wicked, shockingly evil, vile, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, and they sort of covered it a little bit, you know, like, mm-hmm. in the in the court case itself. Uh, Simpson, I think that was Jim Parsons' character, right? I think it was I Simpson. I believe so, yeah. Simpson, like, you know, he sort of goes over it. He explains what happened to them. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of a very, like, technical thing. And the pictures that they show are of them, like, alive. Mm-hmm. And they don't show you the, like, gruesomeness. Yeah, except the for shockingly the... shockingly evil. <laughs> yeah, except for the bite mark on the girl's ass. Yeah. Again, unfair, maybe. Comparing it to something like Zodiac. Where it yeah. is fucking brutal and it does yeah. not let you get away with feeling sympathy for this person mm-hmm. or whoever it is that did it. Yeah. Whatever it was. Werewolf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, you know, because it's just like you see these things and you hear the things that he said, like like when he picks up the one woman with the baby. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw your kid out the window or something like that. Just like flat voiced. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to do that. Like you see that kind of shit in Zodiac. And it's just like, fuck, man, this dude was deranged. Like, it was horrible. It was vile, the shit that he did. Mm-hmm. And then you see this movie, and he seems all smiles and sunshine <laughs> most of the time. Mm-hmm. And the actual vile, terrible shit he did was kind of just like, oh, yeah, that was pretty bad, wasn't it? And you don't, like, I, I don't want to, like, shove a bunch of gore in people's faces. It's not yeah. like it's like the only way a oh, serial killer story is good. As if there's guts everywhere, <laughs> you know, because I mean, there's really not in Zodiac. It's yeah. it's brutal and it's violent, but it's not excessive. It's not like I want to like watch him fuck a corpse. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not like yeah. I need the necrophilia scene in order to understand <laughs> what Ted Bundy was all about. But it's like, there you go. Did you know about that? Did you know that I, he would he would kill people and then he'd store their bodies places and he'd go back and fuck them later. I did read up a little bit more about him after watching the movie, so I did find that out afterwards. Yeah. That's not fucking even, deranged. Not even hinted at in this yeah. movie. They're like, he killed some girls. What a jerk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then late, late in the movie, you find out that he chopped a head off. Yeah, they like, don't even allude to the fact that like there was dismemberment or really fucked up shit going mm-hmm. on with this. It was just like he Heads kidnapped him. And- in his apartment. Yeah. <laughs> What? Yeah. Where is that scene? Yeah. I don't know. 
It was well made, though, which it bugged was. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, this was a really good movie that would have been better if they had done a million different things. Yeah. Or at least change the title. Really, man. And portray Like, if you had known, like, I think that's why I probably enjoyed it a little bit more than you did is, mm. like, having it start with her and then kind of following her a little bit more right at the beginning I was mm. like, okay, so it's going to be like her view of it. So, all right. I was a little bit more accepting of what followed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it definitely should have had a different title or different scenes. And looking through my notes here, there was a, there's a whole nother moment that I couldn't believe was just excised from the movie that they just didn't even, didn't even try to, to show. Mm-hmm. So I'm writing here a whole bunch of notes. You know, it's like, you know, once he escapes, that's it, right? Like guilty as hell. There's no, oh yeah. There's no like going back to a normal life ever again once you try to escape and and come back. Yeah. Uh, and this is talking about the first time when he leaps out the window mm-hmm. during his like court and then just bails. Yeah. And it's like, so you're fucking guilty as shit. There's yeah. no way that anyone <laughs> will ever think of you otherwise. Um, but yeah. And then like next scene, I just wrote six days escaped, but then he's back. What? How? Yeah, they were cool. just like he escaped, he left, and then they was, showed a, they showed a little news report, and it was mm-hmm. like Ted Bundy apprehended again after six days on the loose, and then they just keep going as if nothing happened. And I was like, yeah. what, what, what happened? How did he get caught again? Where did he go? How many people did he kill? Yeah, well, like, was there anything going on during that time? Was he, you know, what, what, what? Why are these things glossed over? Yeah, it's like just mm. to get back to the to the courtroom. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it seemed like there's like yeah, man, this court stuff is is really the backbone of this movie and it could have been (laughs) yeah and like when i was saying earlier with jim parsons he had a moment or he should have had a moment that i felt like the movie robbed from him because right 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 towards the end when it's like you know the 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 trial is winding down you know and he's tried all these antics to kind of keep it going or or Mm -hmm. shed doubt and stuff you know he gets married on the stand to carol ann Mm -hmm. you know and he (laughs) really quick one of my notes was carolyn caroline or carol ann (laughs) i couldn't fucking tell what her name was and i didn't know until the credits until the credits (laughs) and i was like oh i had the spelling wrong i put the e on the wrong name i had carol ann a-n-n-e but it was c-a-r-o-l-e a-n-n carol ann oh I was so close. But yeah, he marries her. He does the whole like, did I have a chip in my tooth at this point in time to try to shed doubt that the bite marks were his and trying mm-hmm. to get them to, you know, find more evidence and blah, blah, blah. You know, he's tried every trick in the book, it seems, to keep it going. Mm-hmm. And they're finally settling down to like the, the closing arguments. And as soon as that happened, I was like, here it comes. Fuck yes. This is what I've been waiting for. Like, that's one of the best things about law movies or tv shows or whatever Mm -hmm. it's like you get a really fucking well-written closing argument scene like god it's juicy as hell (laughs) for the actor and if the actor is good and nails it then it's fucking amazing for the audience which is like oh my god and he he barely gets it like it cuts he starts talking and i'm like okay here we go and then it cross cuts to zach efron well ted bundy (laughs) to ted bundy giving his final thing and it kind of jumps between them a little bit Mm -hmm. and it shows some other shit going on and all that i was like no that was jim parsons part right there he should have had a fucking show-stopping monologue right there 
because you know he could do it. Yeah, and they should have had, like, if, if you were going to completely gloss over the murders throughout, like, the whole movie, like, right there is when you needed to really nail home how fucking horrendous this dude was. Mm-hmm. You know, because at that point, like, there's no questioning it from the audience. There's no way you're sitting there like, you know, maybe this guy is getting set up. It's like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's clear yeah. what is happening here. Everyone can see it. Like, I loved Malkovich as the judge of being like, you can just stop. Mm-hmm. All the little charades you're doing, cut it out. Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing. Stop it. Like, once yeah. that started happening and he got pushed back from people and he couldn't just charm his way through it, mm-hmm. and he kind of started crumbling. And I was like, oh, and here, here this whole fucking final argument was going to nail it shut. And they just kind of bleh their way through it. They went too <sighs> artsy with it. I was so mad, man. I was really waiting for that. One of my notes is also just missing a nipple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was reading about that. Like, they didn't even specify how. They just said tore. Ugh. Yeah. It's oh. like, teeth? Maybe. Oh, God. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's just a maybe. Mm. I I did like them showing the, like, behind the scenes of him, like, orchestrating what Carol Ann was going to say to the media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that was... I was like, oh, he was, he was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like that's sort of what, that's sort of one of the things that makes it so weird is like how well certain chunks of the movie play with the knowledge in mind already that he's completely guilty, mm-hmm. you know? And you see stuff like that where it's like, you can kind of tell how Carol Ann might've just thought this was two old friends slash lovers, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, talking about whatever. But to him, it was clearly, it was just like, oh, her. Mm-hmm. I can use her to do this. Oh, yeah. Boom. And it's like, fuck, that's awesome. Yeah. Like watching that kind of stuff happen and seeing him manipulate people. But there just there wasn't enough of it, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I wanted to see like as horrible as it might sound. I wanted to see it in the wild. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like all this stuff was like him trying to deflect attention away from him and trying to keep himself, you know, free and yeah. <laughs> not in prison or <laughs> murdered or sent to the electric chair or whatever. But it's like, I want to see these horrible like sort of monstrous traits of his and the way that he does this stuff i want to see that in action mm-hmm. show us this fucking guy doing what he did like obviously there's no way to like 100 percent reenact what happened because yeah exactly the They're person's dead, dead. <laughs> like but there there was like the sorority house where there were survivors mm-hmm. like yeah that's something like they showed him like Hanging out with two girls at a bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the next day, a bunch of people are murdered. Yeah, like, that was the big like, and and that's where it seems like the movie can't is trying to have it both ways and can't decide which way to do it. Because mm-hmm. in that scene, like, if you totally did not know, you could see that as being like, well, that's just circumstantial. He was just out partying, mm-hmm. and people wound up dead. That's just you can't possibly just blame that on him. Yeah. But you know he did. So, like, what a fucking what do you want? What do you want from me, movie? You want me to play dumb, or do you want me to be in on it? Yeah, because it really doesn't work both ways. <laughs> I am so good. I don't remember what Haley Joel Osment's. Uh, Haley Joel Osment played Jerry, Jerry, who, as far as I could tell, based on what I was reading, was the only like made up character for the movie. Oh, that's so a Carol Ann was an existing person. Liz, obviously the judge, mm-hmm. the prosecutor, all those sorts of people. But I wonder if Liz's friend. Yeah, that I mean, well, that might be fictional too. I don't know. Okay. I didn't look that close into it, but that's a shame. I was really hoping that um 
the the real Liz would have a person like Jerry mm-hmm. in her life. That was amazing. I was I was where'd I go? I had a I had a very specific Jerry note in here. I just wrote Haley Joel has moved in. Good for him. Yeah. I was really psyched about that. I was like, fuck yeah, Liz. Yeah. Fucking forget this dude. Like knowing he's evil, there's not even a case of like He's just bad for you, lady. It's like, no, he's a, he's a murderer. He will murder yeah. you. <laughs> He'll yeah. murder you and your child. It will happen. Don't ever go back to him. Haley Joel, isn't he great? Look at him. Look at, look, look at him. Look at that teddy bear face. Like, oh, he's so cuddly. Yeah. Like, he just, oh. <laughs> so it's like, I was super stoked that he moved in. Mm-hmm. And I did love that little moment. Ted Bundy's here, apparently. <laughs> that was a great moment when they go to get the dog. Yes. And then he like kneels down and then the fucking dog just stares him down and starts freaking out. Mm-hmm. I just wrote dogs can sense evil. I, I wrote always trust the dog. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I had a bad feeling when they went to go get a dog. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know this story well enough. Does he fucking like buy a dog and then murder it in front of her or something like that? God damn it. Yeah. And then when that happened, I was like, good for you, dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's up. <laughs> you just you just saved your own life. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so stoked about that. But yeah, with Haley Joel, Jerry. Mm, Jerry. <laughs> Didn't know his name until. Just we, now. <laughs> uh, no, I I looked it up. <laughs> I was like, what was his character's name? Um, Just like he was. Oh, he was so great for her. Mm-hmm. Like unplugging the phone. Yeah, right. Like, and then she got mad at him for it. And I was like lady yeah don't you disrespect him like that he knows what's good for you Mm -hmm. not in the way of like he should control your life but in the way of like he clearly could see this is destroying you and he's trying to help you yeah (laughs) also ted bundy's a murderer (laughs) (laughs) oh man but just uh, just let jerry help yeah really but i I loved the moment when he answered the phone Mm -hmm. and he's like who is this and he's just like don't ever call here again (laughs) he's clearly terrified yeah and he just he just tells him off and hangs it up Mm mm-hmm and uh, well, he, I, I liked he, I liked when he hung up, you know, because he was just mm-hmm. like, well, can I leave a message for her? And he's just like, what what, what do you want to say? You know, mm-hmm. I forget exactly what he says. And Ted's just like, tell her that I still love her. And, and he just as he's saying that is when he hangs up. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. If there was something actually important, like you need to, you know, check this out or you need yeah. to call someone about something or blah, blah, blah. for this STD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it was something like real, but he's just like, oh, he's just, nope. Manipulation. Fuck you. Exactly. Yeah. I was super, super on his Go side. Jerry. Exactly. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> it's tough because uh, obviously Efron was fantastic as mm-hmm. Ted Bundy himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lily Collins was good as Liz. I, you know, there was nothing about that. Uh, performance that felt false Mm -hmm. it was just the character that like frustrated me (laughs) and again it's mostly just because of the way the movie's structured Mm -hmm. like if i would have known what you were going through i would have sympathized a lot more yeah and then obviously Haley joel was super good so many people were great in it i fucking loved malkovich (laughs) i loved him not just because he was malkovich but because he had the best fucking lines in the movie i did write don't know who this judge is but he's awesome Malkovich is the best. He has so many good lines, especially uh, you impress me not, sir. Yes. When Bundy's like trying to get all fancy on him mm-hmm. and he's just like, nope, not working. Yeah. Oh, my God. He called him partner all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that one fucking line, which seems like something where it's like you've had this in your pocket or you use this in every single case that you're in. Don't you? When he <laughs> says you're on thin ice. 
and ice does not last long in Florida. It's like, you say that every time, don't you? And mm-hmm. the audience laughs every time, don't they? <laughs> That's your fucking line. All the lawyers love it. Yeah, like, that is your thing. I love that. I did like his little bit of saying, like, quit while you're ahead. Notice I didn't say how far ahead. <laughs> yeah. He had, some, he had some wonderful bits there. And as much as the title might have <laughs> ticked me off, I loved his little speech to him at the end. And them showing the real judge giving the real speech and how mm-hmm. similar it was. I felt like Malkovich really did capture that like almost like disappointed dad feel that that judge had for this. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, you are clearly a, like a bright person mm-hmm. and you clearly sort of know what you're doing, even if it's a little, you know, over the top because of the circumstances, but it's like yeah. you clearly know your way around a courtroom and, and citing things and, you know, lawyering and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his, the, that line of, of, uh, you went a different way, partner, and just leaving it at that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is just is such a I, I loved it as a summation of it. And I wish like I wish it, it, I think it would have I think it would have been a little bit better if it had been juxtaposed with a lot more of the horrible shit he did where by the end mm-hmm. of it, it just gets boiled down to you went a different way. Yeah. <laughs> you could have been a normal person who did normal people things, but you uh, quote unquote went a different way yeah. <laughs> quote unquote ripped a woman's nipple off <laughs> like Jesus Christ yeah so I, I I liked his character and I loved his performance of it as well agreed um as much as I felt like structuring the movie this way was sort of to its detriment I will definitely give all the props to that like last like 10 minutes or so mm-hmm. when she comes in to talk to him and he's just like still on the denial train. Yeah. And she's, and if we finally get what's been happening with her and her just like, you need to fucking admit it now. Yeah. Like I have been living with this guilt for so fucking long. Yeah. You need to just fucking tell me mm-hmm. for once. Tell me that I'm right. Yeah, tell and, me the truth. Yeah, and it finally coming out. I liked the cinematic way that they did it with the the fog and glass and him mm-hmm. writing out Hacksaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a phone call in real life. They had no face-to-face interaction, but they mm-hmm. like took the spirit of the phone call mm-hmm. and put it into the movie like this. Uh, I believe she, the real Liz, said something about like, like I, I felt like he, he, he let me know in that phone call. Mm-hmm. what i needed to know essentially without being like oh yeah i killed all them people yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't go that it was like 50 people yeah exactly you have no idea oh it was great but like you know he <laughs> he got it across to her one way or another and mm-hmm. so doing it in this movie where it's like kind of a subtle thing where it's like he doesn't technically say it mm-hmm. but she knows like i thought that was a pretty nice touch mm-hmm. and especially Agreed. like waiting for the writing to finish and you know and not showing it until they'd finished the word we were like H, the fuck does that mean? H, uh, and then you're seeing it from behind, and you know, mm-hmm. then you're not really seeing it. You're just waiting, like what the what? What is he writing? What is he writing? And then mm-hmm. you see hacksaw. You're like, ooh, oh, that's where her head went. Yeah, which maybe that wouldn't have had as big of an impact if the rest of the movie has had more violence in it. Mm-hmm. But truthfully, I would trade that end sequence for a movie with more <laughs> violence in it. Like this is just me. But as it stands. 
as the movie that you can actually watch and not the one that's in my brain. <laughs> that's a pretty good ending. Yeah. I'll give it that. I like that line that she had for him. The, it's not my guilt. It's yours. Mm -hmm. Which was a great, a really great way to kind of encapsulate the whole thing where it's like all that terrible guilt she's been feeling mm -hmm. is the guilt that he has just, he just has no way of feeling. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's almost as if, you know, thinking of it as like a non-renewable resource or something like that where it's like the guilt's got to go somewhere mm -hmm. and he can't feel it so i guess you get this guilt yeah <laughs> so she has to deal with it all that time and finally being relieved of it or it's like finally it's actually going back to you mm -hmm. maybe hopefully yeah probably not honestly for like three days <laughs> yeah at most <laughs> i i have a hard time believing that he could actually feel guilt about what he did yeah if you know considering how often he did it and how horrifying it was not that you'd know from watching this movie but he did some pretty heinous shit yeah <laughs> you know I, I don't think there's a way for him to feel guilty but at least it feels good that she doesn't anymore yeah even though again i wish i'd known she was feeling so much guilt a little mm -hmm. early in the picture mm -hmm. <laughs> would have helped just a skosh yeah oh man but yeah i overall honestly i i did enjoy it it was just I, I could see so many other movies being made about it that I would have liked better, <laughs> you know, like, and I mean, it, it does all really come down to the fact, like, was the whole project predicated on that book mm -hmm. or was it like, we want to make a Ted Bundy movie and that's the book that they decided to use or, you know, how it all sort of came to be. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if that's the story that I would have made the movie out of. You know, it's kind of, it just, it, it leaves out so many details of his life story and the crazy shit he did and the, just like the weird behavior that he, <laughs> he exhibited. And I just real quick to close out, I want to kind of read a, uh, a little anecdote. It's from the Wikipedia page. So we'll see how like accurate it is. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not just going to read it completely, but when he was younger, there's a, a woman who many of his like autobi autobiographies, <laughs> many of his, uh, <clears throat> Many of his biographies like talk about and they all most of them give her the pseudonym of Stephanie Brooks. So I don't know what this woman's real name is, mm -hmm. but she was with him when they were kind of like teenagers heading towards their 20s. Okay. And at that point, he was, you know, kind of weird, but not seemingly not homicidal or anything <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is all super surface level. I'm, I'm not going to try to like be like, and I totally understand why he did what he did. <laughs> but he was like aimless and had no like ambition. He had no goals. You know, he was just sort of dogs. He was just sort of like, <laughs> you know, coasting through life. And she was just like done with that. Mm -hmm. You know, she's like, I can't, can't be with him. And she just like, Dumped him straight up, just like flat out, bloop, just done. And it devastated him. Like he was crushed by this, you know. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, go their separate ways, whatever. It's not like he like, you know, stalked her or, you know, attacked her or anything like that. But their lives go these separate ways. And he eventually winds up, he's going, you know, he goes to a few different colleges. He goes to, um... I forget where, but he goes for like psychology and then eventually transitions into the law degree that he's going for and all that. Mm -hmm. But before, is it before? That's the one thing I needed to check. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was um, 1973. It was after he had first met Liz. Mm -hmm. uh, but 
in the midst of his life and murders and all these sorts of things, he caught back up with and rekindled a love affair with Stephanie Brooks. Oh. And they like got back together and she was like, oh my God, this guy, look at him. He fucking, he wants to be a lawyer. He's got all this drive. He's got all this ambition. He's just, you know, like a completely changed person. This is exactly what I wanted from him. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. And then in January, 1974, he just stopped talking to her. Broke off all contact with her. No phone calls, no letters, nothing at all. For months and months and months, she would try to get a hold of him and never could. And she finally <laughs> did. And she just wanted to know why he ended their relationship with absolutely no explanation. Mm -hmm. And in here, in a flat, calm voice, he replied, Stephanie, I have no idea what you mean. And hung up and never talked to her again. And she is like, to, apparently, according to this, like adamant that it was all payback and to be just completely like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Click like, holy shit. The king of gaslighting. Right. Like that is a psycho move. And oh I, like, that's the sort of crazy <laughs> shit I wish I got. <laughs> but that's what reading shit. <laughs> that's what reading is for, I guess. Just getting all the cool stories. You can make the pictures in your head. Yeah, those head pictures. I'm having one of those headaches with pictures. A thought? Yeah, 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 yeah. All righty. Well, I think that is going to wrap it up for Popcorn for Dinner this week. Uh, next week, we are continuing True Crime Movie Month with War Dogs, yeah. which is actually a movie that we have seen before. We mm -hmm. saw it when it came out, but it's been several years. Yeah. I've not seen, seen it, it since. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it fits the bill very well, and I own it, so we can watch it, and <laughs> we don't have to worry about the libraries that aren't open. Um, so, wrapping it up this week for Popcorn for Dinner, this is Jeff. And Kelly. You went a different way, partner. Hey.